as the slowest shit. I'm Jose Offerman. I'm all-star ready. 99, Pedro Martinez in the cut. Let's go. We filming ready? Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the G.I.D. Podcast. If that wasn't the best intro you guys heard, and you guys don't know what that is, G.I.D., he's back in the building. We out here. Little hiatus. I needed to step away. I'm all over the place about to have a baby. Baby mama drop. No, no, baby mama drop. Edit that shit out. Yo, we out here today talking about Boston Celtics basketball. We ready. Yeah, so right now we're going to break down all of our predictions uh, for the preseason. We're going to you got a top 10 teams from the, each conference and then our awards. So you guys want to start with the awards or the top 10? Uh, we can do the uh, conference top 10s each for the conference playoffs. Top 10s. All right, so last time we did we did something like this, it was for the playoffs. And I started with the West, and I kind of got a little flame for that because the West was so much better than the East. So today we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, we'll work from the bottom up, you know, because I think the top will be, you know, more suspenseful. So right now we'll start off with the 10th seed. Uh, 10th seed, I got the Magic. Um, I, I feel like the East has gotten so much better in this offseason that the Magic are going to take a step back. They're still a solid team, don't get me wrong, but they're not a team that, you know, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, oh, probably should have mentioned this before, too. The reason why we did 10 is because they're thinking about doing a playing game for, what, the 7 to 10 seeds. Um, so that's why we picked 10. But I picked the Magic. Um, they're a solid team. Definitely could do something. They could squeeze into that 8th seed, but I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to finish as a 10th seed. Doing a round table, I guess. Uh, I got the um, the new look Charlotte Hornets at number 10. Uh, <laughs> the new dynamite duo of LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward that everyone thinks is going to work, but just won't. Um, I don't see this team as a playoff team. I think they're going to be on the fringe of a 10 seed, but they're not seeing, they're not cracking that top eight. I feel like they could also make a move or two, like to solidify them like better in the East. I mean, the East is going to be competitive this season, but I feel like they're like a Michael Jordan move all in away from being like a possible like home seed playoff team. If, LaMelo Ball is what he, everybody thinks he's going to be, which I think he will be. But if they just trade either Rozier or the other guy that had a crazy good year last year and bring in, like, a veteran that's proven, like DeMar DeRozan on that team, yo, it might be good now. No, all his – all Michael Jordan's all-in moves have been bringing in Gordon Hayward for $30 million. Nah, and I'm, I'm not talking about – I'm talking about, like, midseason, like, when – the Boston Celtics talked PJ Brown out of retirement. Like that was kind of like an all-in type move and shit. Right. I think we almost got Reggie Miller that year too. I remember. You we were close. You we were close to bringing him out. I I think there were like stories about that. Yeah. yeah. Kyle. All right. Either way, I agree with Jake. I have the Magic at ten. I don't really think they got worse. I mean, they added um, they added Cole Anthony, so that's nice. But I just think everyone else in the East got better. So I have the Magic at 10. One thing I'll say about the Magic also, they got a lot of players that like the Celtics are looking at right now, I think. Like if the Magic sell these guys, I think the Danny Ainge is calling them and there they could be a deal between the Boston Celtics and the Magic this year. Yeah, but that Vucevic, this big man down there, definitely been linked to the Celtics for a I long mean, time, I feel like. 26 minutes. 26 a year. I mean, he'd fit for that trade exception with Gordon. So okay. I don't want. I don't want Vucevic. I would rather Fournier or Ag. Solid. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want anyone from the Magic. I'll be honest. Magic are eh. Not. Eh. I don't know. Very Kind of rub me the wrong way. 
Um, moving up, we got the ninth seed. Uh, I put the Hornets here. Um, I was thinking about putting them into the top eight as the seventh or eighth seed, but honestly, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to be the Hornets. They're something's going to happen where they're just going to like puke on themselves and you know not make the playoffs. So I'll, I'll put them in the ninth seed for now. Gordon Hayward, obviously one of the, probably their best addition, uh, probably their best player since Kevin Walker. You know, in the relocation thing, so definitely going to give the Hornets the ninth seed. That yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. It's like I want I want to talk about the Hornets then because I'm not even giving you guys my order because I think this is fucking stupid. But I'll just <laughs> comment on all the teams and give my opinion on like what I think, and then we'll brush off and you guys could reflect on what I ask you. But um, I feel like the Hornets like they have like a good crew. I don't really know much about the coach or anything. I know MJ's a little tapped, but I still feel like they could get another guy to go over there. And, like, if Gordon Hayward is the player, like, now three years removed from that injury, then maybe, like, all the people laughing about the overpay are proven wrong. Like, everybody laughing that Jalen Brown got overpaid last year, but they got proven wrong. You know what I mean? I feel like Gordon, Gordon Hayward, like, yo, if, if he's like a, like, 25 and 10 guy, bro, then he's worth that money probably for that team, you know? We'll see. So, uh, number nine, I had yours flipped. I had the uh, Magic at number nine. Um, they're just kind of one of those stuck in no man's land kind of teams. Uh, I like their young guys and uh, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, Marco Fultz. Uh, I'm not sure how long their bets are going to stay with them. Like we said, but uh, I just see another nine, eight seed maybe for them. Right. I will say just though, real quick, um, that eight, ninth, and ten seed, any of those, I feel like could be flipped. That's gonna be a close race between the three of them. I feel like. Yeah. Um, for your guys' eight seed, I think I put my nine seed. I I put the Wizards. I think they're gonna be better than they were last year. They were ten seed last year, but. I don't think um, their newly acquired Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal mesh too well, but we'll see. I like Jake said. I think anyone I picked for eight through ten could you could fill in at any spot. Scott Brooks is still the coach I watched at the Wizards, right? Yeah, that's how Russell Westbrook's old coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that there could be something there, but I don't have them in my standings at all, actually. I don't know how that's going to work out fully, but I, I don't hate that move for the Wizards. So you don't think the Washington Wizards are going to make the playoffs? No, I guess I'm in the minority in that. Like, we're over here, we're over here, like, way, waiting for Jalen to make that step. We're seeing Tatum, he made that step. And, I mean, excuse me, I put them opposites. Uh, over in... Washington, bro, Bradley Beal this year could be the year where he, like, solidifies himself as a superstar, I feel like, too. I don't know. Yeah, That's but they also Washington saw... Counting on. Yeah, I saw him as, like, a the prototypical good stats on bad team kind of player. I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't too all... I wasn't all amazed by him last year. You score almost 30 points a game, but you don't make the all-star game, mm-hmm. and I think for a reason. No, I couldn't miss them. But um, speaking of the Wizards, I got him as the eighth seed. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, have a bad feeling about those Westbrook-Bradley Beal combo. But I will say this. Bradley Beal played with John Wall, who's kind of similar play style as Westbrook. And he put up good numbers, and they were a solid team. 
Obviously, they had a lot of other pieces around that, but it's kind of like the same point guard with Beal. I don't see Beal being that bad. I actually think the duo works out pretty well, and I think Westbrook could be an upgrade over John Wall. But with that being said, too, they're not going past the eight seed. Like I said, the eight, ninth, and ten seeds, I feel like you could change around the lot. Uh, it's just one of those things where, you, you know, you got to put them in order. But eight, nine, and ten could definitely be switched up. Uh, my number eight, I got the Pacers instead. Uh, one of those teams that they're going to be competitive every night. Uh, I think they have just enough talent to get a playoff seed. Um, they were rumored to be blowing it all up this year, but it looks like they're going to be running back with the same roster, which is a competitive roster as is. Uh, it could look very different by the end of the season, but if this stays intact, I think they're enough to get an A seed. Branching off on the, I'll give my opinion on the Pacers real quick. I feel like that's a team where Oladipo rushed back from injury last year, and he was never that same player and shit. And I feel like this year, like that's like a close knit team, and I feel like a lot of those players' names were involved in like this deal that deal and players in that situation can react two ways they can either like say screw this team and like completely like zone out or they could just go crazy good and like you never know which one you're gonna get and I think I think that team is gonna be like a top team but they just something about them in the playoffs is like fucking I feel like they have no chance at beating any team in a seven game series no matter what they do no, they're a team that will make you play in a regular season game, but it's they're no they're not they're a first round exit every year with as is. And the rest and of the team I, the rest of the league got better, I think. And they just stayed the same. Yeah, and I'm glad that we didn't get Miles Turner and all the fucking dumbass Celtics fans that think like that Danny is a moron for not doing it. It wasn't even up to Danny Ainge, you stupid fucking idiots. It was up to Gordon Hayward where he went. Right. Michael Jordan called him on Saturday night and was like Hey, yo, Gordon, you and your wife and your kids come down here. I'm overpay your ass. And he went. It's tough he, signal. The, fucking, the Celtics got a fucking exception. Craziest fucking one in NBA history, bitch. So, we good. That shit could turn see into we get something them crazy. Could turn into something crazy. Kyle? For my eighth seed, not to copy Jake, but I also went with the Hornets. I think the addition of Leangelo... All right, not LiAngelo. Paul, <laughs> um, brother. Fucking COVID is affecting your brain cells. Yeah, guy. clearly. Uh, I was thinking of Pistons for a second. I don't know why, but LaMelo um, going to the Hornets. Yo, don't tell me you got the Detroit Pistons next up on your list. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't even have them making the playoffs this year. That, thing, that team is a fucking – I don't even know what the fuck they did this offseason. Anyway – um, LaMelo and Gordon, I think it just gets them into the playoffs, but, you know, they're a first-round exit. gets smoked. Hopefully. First-round exit. All right. Um, what are we at? 16? 17? Basketball or seven? seven. Sorry. Seven. Uh, I got the Hawks. I actually really like this Hawks team since when they made that Capella trade. Um, I really think that they could be a top six, top five team in the East, but I've, I only put them this low because this is the first full season that they're going to have with mm-hmm. Trey Young, Clint Capella. And obviously, COVID and whatever, like, it's going to be a crazy year for everyone. So I just figured, you know, put them as a seventh seed. But I could definitely see this team making, a, you know, being a top six, top five team in the East and even making some noise in the playoffs. I just really like the pairing of a of a good point guard with a good center. I just, I don't know, I really like that pick, kind of pairing. Yeah, I, I'm also my seventh seed. Uh, I think they had Sneaky, one of the best off seasons. <laughs> I think they did, too. I like him a lot. I mean, 
that's not really a hot take, but I'm going to tell you what's going to happen right now. Trey, Trey, Trey is going to get injured and they're not fucking going nowhere. Another year of drafting in the lottery. Okay, that's why you get Rajon Rondo (laughs) to back him up. Playoff Rondo's a real thing. You guys always tell me to play off Rondo, play off Rondo. He ain't making the playoffs. He ain't fucking making the playoffs, bro. I don't even want to talk about Rondo fucking trade ass, fucking win a ring with fucking LeBron bitch ass. And the Lakers. (laughs) Don't forget about that part. That one's even worse. That shit has an asterisk on it. I don't even give a fuck. (laughs) I have a question, though. Would you be saying that if the Celtics won? Obviously not. You fucking think I'm, <laughs> I'll be lighting up a cigar right now. Yo, the Minneapolis Lakers have five championships. The LA Lakers have 12. That's what that's. Oh, come on. Okay, then you got to get rid of the, the 11 we have from the 50s. Come on. Why? Because they were one in Boston, motherfucker. They weren't one in another city. Yes, I guess. Have to win, okay, they were won by against fucking Carpenters and your grandfather, too. But still, we still won them, motherfucker. I don't care who the referee was. I don't care if they had black people, white people, fucking yellow people, green motherfuckers out there. I would be out there. They still won fucking 17 in Boston. L.A. did not win 17 in the fucking L.A. So suck a dick. Seven. Uh, Seven, Hawks, same reasons everyone else said. Why, though? What, like... What player is going to carry them to the playoffs? The guy with the bad hair? Yeah. <laughs> guy you fucking dumb, bro. Early. And also, that, Clint Capella. They also got the franchise. number six draft pick. Dude. Cam Reddish might be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Like, <laughs> Not a chance. Listen to me. I'm going to dumb it. I'll dumb it down for you dummies real quick. Do it. The Atlanta Hawks are cursed ever since these fucking cocksuckers passed on Luka Doncic. Talk to me. I mean, Dominique Wilkins wasn't wasn't too bad. Well, that I'm not even. Never mind. mind. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, my sixth seed. Uh, Do you even know what I just said? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was. <laughs> my sixth seed. I got the. Yo, uh, Reed. Did you hear what I just said? No, I got you, my guy. I'm saying <laughs> that they could have had Luca, right? You had them, and they traded them. Exactly. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah, so it I don't know like, why. That's like the up. biggest mistake. Because it doesn't matter. It's like they got rid of Luka Doncic. Okay, cool. They got rid yeah, of him. Trey Young, Trey Young is good, too. No, he's not, bro. That guy sucks. Okay. Trey Young sucks. Well, he was an awesome Let's move on. <laughs> Yo, and another one that sucks you like. Devin Booker sucks too. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, that was a. I went hit hard. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, my, he's like a. He's a pretty boy, bro. He sucks. He's not gonna fucking do shit. Yeah, he did put a seventy in the garden. I told him to do that. He did walked it. out. He walked out with a fucking. Don't matter. He put up seventy. Seventy. All right, my six seed is the Indiana Pacers. I don't see him falling off as bad as Reed. I'll be honest, Reed. Yo, I never dropped 70, but me and Devin Booker got the same amount of rings, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the same amount of rings as the Phoenix Suns. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got I got the Pacers as a six seed. I just I don't see them falling off as bad as uh, Reed. I don't as you think they are. Um, I mean, like you said, they're a solid team. They're going to give you you know a push in the regular season, but I I feel like they're just going to get swept in the playoffs. I mean, that's what they do every year. I feel like you know they'll they'll make a high seed, they'll make a run at it, and people will be like, oh, they're going to do something, and then they get swept. 
So I got them as my six. Yeah, I got the um, Toronto Raptors at number six. Uh, they're kind of running back with the same team, minus their two bigs, and uh, they lost. Back, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I feel like that, that playoff loss against the Celtics just kind of. I feel like that did something to the team. Kind of shook them a little bit. <laughs> did like, I actually for, say something? So yeah. I just I didn't put the Raptors in my playoffs at all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So you put Terry Rozier over the fucking Raptors? They just didn't make it. They didn't make it. Yo, they just didn't make it, man. They just fell off. They just didn't make it. They just won the world championship. You know, they're not the Toronto Raptors. They're in Tampa now. The Tampa Bay Raptors, bro. All I'm going to say is this. Who the fuck is even going to start in their fucking big spot? Aaron Baines. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. He's a bitch, bro. He's a bitch. Right when he left Boston, that guy started playing like a man, bro. I'm pissed. He's yeah. all Australia. Quote, quote Tommy Heinsohn. Nah, bro. Like, his season with Boston, like, he played one, uh, two seasons with Boston. But the second one, when he was, like, starting to hit threes and shit, like, towards that playoffs of his second year, bro, I seen the image. And then Al Horford opted out. Kyrie opted out. These fucking cocksuckers screwed up Aaron Baines. This guy requested a trade pretty much to Phoenix, and yeah, and then he started being a fucking beast. I don't, did he request that trade? I didn't think he did. I thought so they shipped him was, out. So it was like a little under the radar, like draft night deal. But like, if we were like big contenders and we were doing big shit last year in free agency, like this was prior to Kemba Walker signing trade too, like. Uh, I don't know. I think he just thought that Boston was like going like in a different direction or something, or either that or the Celtics could have really made a mistake. I have no idea, but I really think that he just kind of like wanted to be on his way. That's what I got it as. And that's the inside scoop with GRD. That's not even an inside scoop. That's just my fucking opinion, bro. I don't know shit. <laughs> like, uh, what's your six? Uh, for the sixth seed in the East, uh, I'm going to get some flack for this, but I'm going to say the Sixers. I think they're too good. I, I think their players are too good for them to be, you know, not in the playoffs, but I don't think they're good enough as a team. I think they got chemistry issues to make them not go higher than six. I really hope they fucking crumble, bro. Oh, I Doc Rivers, like, retires mid-fucking game. That would be nice. Yeah, Isn't there an NFL player that did that retired at halftime? Like, for the Bills. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of the players that went to the Sixers, they make my skin crawl already. And a lot of the players that they already have. And they lost Al Horford. So now I really fucking hate them. Like, and I love Al Horford again. He's back to, like, Al Horford is like Kelly Olynyk now. And he's no bigger than Kelly Olynyk either. He's just the Kelly Olynyk. Like, since he fucked up and went to the Sixers, He's not, like, all-star Al. He's fucking average Al, like, role player in Boston, Al Horford. But I average, do like him. Average Al. Yeah. yeah, that's all he fucking ever is. Yeah, the pictures uh, are my fifth seed, so I'm just going to talk about them now. Um, I did think Dale Morey in his brief tenure with the Sixers already already kind of erased some of their mistakes they did last year by trading away. Yeah, have you ever seen how ugly that dude is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he looks like a fucking, like... A guy that literally just sat in his grandmother's basement for, like, age, like, 16 until, like, 50 and then became a fucking 
Nah, he did work for the Celtics first, but no, I do better season from Philly. They got rid of, they kind of unclogged their lanes and added two shooters and Danny Green and Seth Curry to play off of Ben Simmons and Embiid uh, and Tobias Harris. So I think they can, I think it's going to open up a lot more. They'll be a better team uh, without Richardson and Horford, and now newly signed Dwight Howard, <laughs> which is the oddest signing I've ever seen. But um, I think they'll be better. But uh, they're not getting past the first round again. <laughs> Yo, that was really weird what happened with Dwight Howard because he, like, tweeted that he was right. going back to the Lakers, right? Yeah. And then deleted it, like, five minutes later or something. Yeah, that shit is so weird. It was funny. I don't know. So, uh, my fifth seed is the Miami Heat. I just feel like Miami, they're in, like, a weird spot because they don't have the superstar guy, and I know they're making, they're probably going to make a run at Giannis next season, assuming he hits free agency. And maybe that's the move that they're just building for, and right now it's just, you know, they're in, like, a waiting game, which is fine, but... Did I just don't hear? see him. Did you hear? In order to get Giannis, they're going to have to get rid of Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and one more guy. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, if that's what they're trying to wait for. And, like, that's how they – because they didn't really make a big move I can't think of. Nothing really comes to mind. Um, I mean, they did lose Jay Crowder, if you want to consider that a big loss for the Heat. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're the fifth seed to me. I don't see him doing anything worse. But I will say this, though. The Celtics lost to him. So, although I had the Celtics ahead of them in the standings, I take the heat over the Celtics any day, as of right now, because you got to beat them first before I can say before I can say that you're better than them, because you lost them in six in the conference. That's hunt. a stupid ass logic. You got to beat them like the Celtics are fucking no. better than them. I think a different way to point it is they were better, but they lost to them. The Heat the team that benefited from the bubble environment the most. I don't think that they would be the team when they played milwaukee in the second round they would have crumbled with all those young guys in the milwaukee playoff environment for sure i think i feel yeah but you're probably right but they have your number right now so go prove me wrong go tell me i you know i'm an idiot and you know go do it but right now they have your number you Nobody lost them in six you an idiot but we just said that that stupid ass logic like <laughs> i feel like the fucking miami he got lucky last year that's all i also agree and so did the celtics celtics got a little lucky early on but they they fucking stumbled into a real opponent when they hit up Toronto, so they got tested, you know. But other than that, they benefited a lot. Like the seventy six is what gave them a run for their money, bro. If yeah, it had to go to Philly, they, yeah, and I think Ben Simmons didn't even play, right? He was out. No, he was out. Yeah, so that's another they big benefited run. exactly. So Kyle, you have to be out here. Uh. Uh, like Reed said earlier, uh, I've had the Raptors at five just because I losing Ibaka. We saw what he did against the Celtics. He shot like what 120 percent from three that series. So losing him is tough. Uh, Gasol was already on his way out, so that's not to me as big of a loss. But now you're putting a lot on Spicy P and Pascal, uh, Spicy P, and then Van Vliet. So it, I don't think the Raptors are it anymore. I think they're five seed at best. It's taking a step back for now. Yeah. Maybe put him in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm at the six seed. I, I can't believe this guy kicked him out the playoffs. He said, no Serge Ibaka, no motherfucking playoffs, boys. <laughs> yeah. I might have forgotten about him a little bit. I got a little too overexcited at the bottom, but that's all right. Um, so my fourth seed, uh, these next two, I kind of flip-flop around because I feel like these two teams uh, – I I feel like that they could make some definite noise in the playoffs, and I keep flipping between the two of them. But final one, I'm gonna pick the fourth seed. I'm gonna put the Sixers as the fourth seed. I, you guys call me crazy, but I love 
love the move that they did with Doc Rivers. They got their new GM in. They got a, basically a whole new you know staff front office. I Yo. think Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons are going to you know do really well with Doc Rivers. They're, I think that's a coach that can get to both of them. And they added a ton of shooters to that team. So I'm excited to see the Sixers team because I think that they might do they might do pretty good. Yo, you know what scares bit. me about the Sixers? They're going to fucking trade Tobias Harris, like, and get somebody fucking crazy, and then I'm going to fucking kill myself. Nah, now that they actually have a good head coach and someone that can run a team, like, I'm actually a little scared of this team. Like, before, I was like, yeah, hey, yes, they have nice. Embiid and they have Simmons, but, okay, their coach and their front office is horrible. It's not like that anymore. And you already saw it. He made some great moves on draft night. His first draft night as a Sixer, he made amazing moves. Who? Daryl Morey. I, I can't say it's Daryl Morey. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking about Doc Rivers when I was going to say something, and Doc Rivers, all he did was get a ring with a bunch of fucking Hall of Famers, so I don't really respect that guy that much in the playoff series as a coach. Like, I appreciate you for the ring, but I don't think they brought in, like, a, like, current, like, top five coach in the league, I don't no think, problem. like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, can he even get across to these players like Embiid and Simmons? Like, there's a lot of friction already out there. Like, this guy want should we trade this guy? Should we trade that guy? Like, it's very interesting. In reality, they got Tobias Harris making probably like 30 million. He's the guy that needs to go. He's the one that's not playing up to his contract. They need to send him plus some picks somewhere else and get like a solidified like all-star on an expiring deal and they'll be in a good position in my opinion are you calling doc rivers uh and tyron lu the same person since ty lu won with a bunch of hall of fame <laughs> i mean ty lu is not even i don't even think he's in the same class as doc rivers i think doc rivers is the hall of fame coach but i feel like he's that's because he's done it for so long Ty Lue, like, he won a ring because LeBron, and, like, after LeBron, he was nothing, and he probably will never be anything. What team got him this year? The Clippers. He was the assistant on uh, the Clippers. Yeah. He got promoted. But, but, I like but Doc did give up two 3-1 leads in the playoffs, so. Yo, I, I really like uh, Ty Lue, and I really like Doc Rivers, but just, like, as opposing coaches against us, like, I don't really, like, factor those two coaches into the game plan much. I know we do have to talk about them because they're like, yeah, the Sixers had a fucking doofus running the fucking team the last couple of years. And it was like, it was almost like Brad Stevens was playing chess and this, and this guy was fucking playing Connect Four. All right, so we have, we have number four. Yeah. Um, I have the Heat at number four. Uh, I just think there's too much talent on that team. They're very deep. Uh, yeah, they said we lost guys like Jay Crowder, but they brought in Avery Bradley too. Just to kind of, I feel like that's kind of like a lateral. That's a lateral sort of uh, transaction. Um, but I think they're here to stay. I do think that was kind of a flukish playoff run. They were skilled in just about every category, and they beat us fair and square, obviously. But I don't see them as a one of the Eastern Conference titans. But I think that there's enough talent on a night-to-night basis uh, to get a home court advantage. Yeah, you know why I I actually want to add something too that you just like made me think of. I feel like as we're looking at this list, look at like some young teams because I feel like 
think of the circumstances this year. Like, what teams are going to benefit playing in front of no fans and stuff? Like, younger teams, like, we were talking about the Hornets. That's a very young team. Like, they just might be, like, a lights-out team. You never even know. Like, it's, they might be that team that, okay, none of our players are going are gonna to be pussies this year and have DNPs like every other team is going to do, you know? Yeah. I just don't. I'm saying that team, but it could be a completely different team. I, I have no idea what other young team could do it. It could be the Suns this year. They have a lot of young talent over there, too. So, we'll yeah. see. Alan? I, my night, Corey. Why are you getting all happy over there, bro? Let's make my night. Nah, like, Evan Booker is fucking trash, bro. You capping. Stop capping. What's Cal Baxter's four seed? Uh, four seed, same thing with Reed. Uh, Heat, I think the Heat last year, although it was a fluke and they did get lucky, I think that gave them a lot of confidence. Jimmy Butler kind of solidified himself as a top 10 player in the league. Uh, so with that, I think they're going to be good this year. I mean, Tyler Hero was very, very good in the playoffs. So they're a good team. named after him now too, so he's automatically going to be better. Yeah, and I mean Duncan Robinson is automatic. I mean it's a good team. Uh, hopefully Bam can not have any lingering like hand or shoulder injuries. But other than what? that, what the fuck are you saying? Hopefully, bro. Are you a? Oh yeah, you guys are journalists. I'm a fucking Celtics fan. I hope this guy fucking <laughs> falls on a fucking green bean, bro, when he's going to breakfast. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast where we wish injuries upon other players. Nah, I don't wish injuries, but I wish like he don't play when he plays Boston. So maybe get fucking direct contact with COVID or something day before maybe. Oh, like, fuck out of Boston. You just hope no, no. You just now, hope that he doesn't have a good game against Boston. No, I don't want that motherfucker to play. Anyways, listen. I'm thinking of ideas what to do. I'm going to affect a couple NBA games. Yeah, I'll be in a couple of arenas. I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm applying to fucking jobs. I might be sneaking my ass in a couple of games. It's GRD. He got the inside scoop. And I think, oh. Oh, oh, oh he's back. You got that. I thought he disconnected. Stakes were too hot. Yo. <laughs> Nah, I got a phone call. Perfect time. All right, we'll take. Yo, let's wrap it up. Last three. We all here. All right, so my third seed, uh, I got the Celtics as a third seed. I hope we all have them as a third seed, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, they they got – they lost Gordon Hayward, obviously. They got Tristan Thompson and Jeff T, who I'll get to in a little bit. But um, I don't know. I like – How long do you think I have tonight, bro? Well, we still got the West. We still got awards. All right, no pause you there. But I I like the Celtics. The fucking West. This is a Boston Celtics podcast. This is not no Western Conference bullshit, dog. We got to do both sides. Yeah. I'm not fucking... We're going to have a three-part special. I support the rainbow and shit, but I go one way, bro. I'm going to fucking East. I ain't going both ways like you guys. You can hang up. Sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> As you were. You said Celtics three. Yeah, Celtics three. They got some good pieces, um, but I just I think that the next two teams got that much you know that much better. 
uh, that they can get the one and two seed. So I got the Brooklyn Nets at number three. I knew you were going to do that. It's a long season. And Kevin Durant's coming off a torn Achilles. And Kyrie Irving likes to take off Mondays. There's going to be some overlap between the two. I'll give you that. No, that's a fair take. I will give you that. That's a no, very fair it, take. It's a short end off season, the shortest we've ever seen. And there's not. you think there's going to be enough time for rest between the end of last season or whenever the Nets left up until now that they can play KD and Kyrie continuously down the stretch of a season. Back-to-backs, you know, it's a, there's, like we said, it's a 72-game season, but it's a long 72-game season after that. Like, yeah, they've been talking about shortening the season altogether to prevent load management. Guess what's going to happen if you shorten the season? Players are still going to rest. Kyrie and Katie are still going to rest. Even for the Celtics, Kemba Walker is still going to rest. But I just think that, I mean, it's the third seed, two seed. What's the big difference? What's the real difference there? It's all about the playoffs. But as far as a regular season goes, I think that the Nets are going to fall to it. Not even fall, but they're just going to sit at a three seed and wait for a healthy Katie and Kyrie to come back for playoffs. That's a fair point. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I actually hope that. You guys are talking shit about me wishing injuries on people. I would not do that shit this time around. To fucking Brooklyn Nets, I hope Kyrie gets cheated on again, just like he did fucking with Kaylani. And I hope this guy lets his fucking play on the court get ruined by his off-the-court shit like he did in Boston. And then I hope fucking KD gets pissed off at that shit. And then I hope they crumble there in Brooklyn. But what I think is going to happen... I think these motherfuckers are going to kill teams this year. And I'm really scared. And I don't want to play them. But I feel like in the playoffs, they're going to lose. So, Jerry's going to Christmas then, I guess. Christmas? Um, yo, you got to think, like, it's weird. It could go both ways for Kyrie. Like, this guy could come into the garden and score, like, 50 and that would be a that would be a huge game for him 50 in the garden would be crazy like he never did that in a Celtics uniform um but he could also be quiet like he never he never fucking went to cleveland when he was in boston and like did anything crazy so we'll see what he does cal uh, i got the celtics yo the main thing he better play though he better fucking play though yes there's no fan yeah you better play there's no fans it's a good time to come play no one's going to okay. boom me out of the building. We're still going to find a way to do something. You guys better be thinking of good ideas to fuck around with this shit, and we're going to do something. I'm going to stand outside, TD going with a megaphone. Hell yeah, I already ordered it. <laughs> um, Use that Alexa. Black Friday. I have the Celtics at three just because um, I think Reed's right, and it is a long season. That's why I think... With Kemba Walker and Tristan Thompson not being ready till January, I think that's going to put the Celtics in a little bit of a hole at the start of the season. And they'll have a good end to the season, but it's going to be hard crawling all the way back when, like GRD said, the Nets are just killing everyone. And it's obvious who number one's going to be. But where did you hear the Thompsons out till January? I thought he was, I know he was banged up. Did he? Maybe it was just Kemba and the Thompson was no, banged up. It was no, something. I heard something about, I heard something about Thompson. Someone was telling me about it. He's out till like January, I thought. I know oh, he's banged up. I don't think I heard no. Time. That's what I thought I heard. I think I was just forgetting no, or not remembering anyways, what Reed said, right? Anyways, the Boston Celtics, you know what hurt the Boston Celtics the absolute most this year? I feel like that there's no all-star game is fucking really hurts the Celtics because 
I feel like that's gonna make like guys like Jalen Brown like not try as hard. Like he already secured his deal. He already has been in the Eastern Conference Finals the last three years. Like I feel like these guys might just try to coast this year to the playoffs and like and get whatever they get. Like I don't even know if home court is like even like crazy to them this year. It is what it is. Like there's a very there's a lot of competitive teams this year, and I'm nervous, but. I don't know. I, um, I just, I'll just scary. segue to the 2C because I got to point out that. I look at what Jalen Brown's done since he got drafted. He's added layer after layer each at, each season, and that was going to be he forced to be without going. He has, but I'm just saying this. like It hurts my heart this year that this guy that I put in before the season starts this year, I say Jalen Brown's an all-star. And now – that's all broken for this poor kid, dude. Like, he's not going to get it this year, and he really is going to deserve it, I feel like. I don't know what's going to happen. It'll probably still be, like, the 15 from each conference or whatever. Like, the 12 from each conference is going to be a physical line. You know what it is for these players? Like, that's such a huge deal for them because it makes them, like, like exactly. a mark, more marketable everything, bro. Like, and not having that hurts this yeah. year. And, like, it's a Hall of Fame requirement. Yeah. And it really hurts because... I know Jalen and his and his team, and they were killing for this opportunity too because he got such good people around him and shit, you know. Like, but it is what it is. We'll talk more about that closer to like when we should have like selected all stars. Maybe he has that season that I said like, and it's underwhelming in the beginning, and then he heats up after. We'll see. Yeah. So we number two. I assume you guys have the same ones. I got Brooklyn's number two. I mean, Reed, that's a very good point you brought up about Brooklyn, but I think on the flip side, too, you could argue the same thing with the Celtics and Kemba. Um, I Brooklyn's going to be good this year. They are they're going to be a scary team. They they're, really they're deep. They're young. They got two superstars. That That's going to be a scary Harris, team. Do they have Joe Harris? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're a deep, young, superstar-loaded team. Like, they honestly check up almost every box. They got the two superstars, like KD, Kyrie, LeVert, Dinwiddie, um, Joe Harris, like, all, all those guys. And like you can go down. I'm not gonna go down their entire roster, but you go down their entire roster, and you're like, oh my god, like this is a legit team. Don't be surprised they come out of the East. I mean, that's all. Yeah, but at the, same, at the same time, bro. At the same time, I'm telling you, this guy is really hard to be cool with. Kyrie is really hard. He closes himself off with these players, and like as Celtics fans, you just gotta like think. At the end of the day, only one team wins every single year. For Brooklyn to win this year, like, it, I'll be shocked because, like, that team, I, I just questioned the chemistry, and they got a rookie coach. We were just talking about the new coaches, and that's that's a good thing to think about. Like, how is that going to work? Like, I think it's a, a good fit for the coach, but how is that coach going to, like, automatically come in, like, coaching, like, a game seven or something, you know? That is true, but he also has D'Antoni right next to him, who is a very veteran leader head coach. I think Steve Nash is a great coach for those guys because he's a guy that was not only in the league, but he was a very successful guy. He won an MVP. And if that's a guy, if any guy can get to him, it's going to be that guy. You seem very certain. (laughs) Um, That's just my take on it. I feel like Kyrie and Katie need a coach that was in the league, former MVP. Although he didn't win, he got the the, uh, MVP trophy. So I I know, I feel like that he's going to get through to him. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I see 
the team having a rookie coach and Kyrie and Katie being as big personalities that they are, and presence that they are, I just I don't see it working out for a top two seed. They'll still go on a playoff run, but it's the it's the lengthy regular season. I think is going to be a little full of dramatics. And number one, we all got Milwaukee, unless Kyle has the Pistons. <laughs> Kyle, what's you say for the second seed? Did you say the second seed? Yeah, this bird. Yeah, that's with you, Jake. Yeah. Oh, you got the Nets? Okay. Yes, Nets, sir. and then, yeah, we all got the Bucks. I mean, Giannis. Prove that's all I'm going to say, Giannis. It's a proving year for the team to prove it that they can have Giannis long-term. Uh, I think they did a good job getting Drew Holiday. They definitely overpaid, but uh, they got some decent other players around their core. They uh, overpaid? But if they get, if they can keep Giannis, that's totally worth it, like totally worth it, because he's a once in a generational superstar. He's literally a Greek freak. Move you have to make. It's a long haul move. Oh wow! While you guys were waiting for me to film this, I was making some Giannis uh, sneakers on Nike ID, some Celtics colorway. Just how'd they come out? How'd they come out? They came out alright. Yo, let's hang this shit up. Let's wrap it up. What's good? Draft team to Boston. We're number 55. I fuck with Jeff T. This guy turns the rock over a lot. Turnover Teague in the cut. I think that Boston's going to hate him a little more than they hated on uh, Brad Wanamaker, but I think that he's going to be successful and on and off the court. I think that he's going to help these young cats that the Celtics have drafted. Um, I'm just touching on a couple of the guys I want to talk about. Um, Aaron Naismith. I'm interested in this kid. Like, I know he said from everything that his uh, injury is going to be all set, so he should be a go for camp. I think they're starting next week. Um, is that guy's shot going to translate into the NBA when you got, like, seven-footers coming out on the wing and, like, putting their hand up? I don't know. We'll see. Like, it, it doesn't translate for a lot of people. Carson Edwards is one guy that I can think of that, where the hell is this guy shot last year? I mean, we'll see. Uh, and I want to touch on Trishan Thompson. I think that's a crazy contract for the Boston Celtics. Like, he's a guy that he was never really talked about, like, as, like, coming to Boston. But it was, like, always in the back of your head, like, yo, this guy could possibly be a pretty good fit here, like. And he, yeah, he's like somebody you hate when he's not on your team. You love him when he is on your team. And I'm glad he's in Boston. And I think he's going to do great. But I also think he's going to be bad at closing out games. I feel like we might need to take him out of games and shit at the end. We out here. Send us off into Celtics Nation. We still got the West to do. That's only half the league. Nah, nah, that's part two, though. Just throw these... uh. Let me know, let me hear what you guys have to say about the uh, three acquisitions I just went off on. All right. Uh, well, I've been very vocal on this podcast about the rookies, and I'm, I'm very sick about drafting rookies because I feel like that's not what we need anymore. We have our core group of guys, and uh, we need to move on with the vets. And although this this Aaron kid, he might be very good, and he might be a good shooter, but I'm still not on board with the rookie because I just feel like that just takes time to develop. You know what I'm saying? Like he may be very good, but it takes a long time for that to develop. And I want to. I want a guy that can come in and help us win now, and can help us win for the next, you know, couple of years. But I mean, overall, I thought I he was agree. a solid pickup. So, so you're basically just saying like, you just want a championship, blah blah. Like, you don't want to go through the process like 
Devin Booker has sucked for the last five years, but you still on his dick. Like little by little, you gotta you gotta get a couple rookies like and get them on good deals and get their bird rights. Like Celtics losing out, like a lot of these picks, and, and we all talk about it. Like Danny hasn't smashed on a lot of these picks, and like if he hit on a guy like Terry Rozier and kept him on the team, like that would be great. But in reality, to get a lot of these trades through. Yo, it sucks. The Celtics don't have good contracts to trade away. Like, Marcus Smart is, like, a tradable contract that a lot of teams would like. But we don't want to fucking trade him. He's, like, the only one that we drafted that, like, is on a contract with us. You know, it kind of sucks. Like, other guys are, but they're, like, entry-level, like, semi ojale contracts and shit. Yeah. Um, on Going on to Jeff T, um, I like him a lot. I think he's... A very good point guard. I obviously had that good run with the Hawks back in the day. He's been around the nah, league for a little it. bit now. Um, he's one of the guys that said this, I think, last episode, that Kemba Walker's knee is a serious problem. Like, we need to stop saying that he's going to be fine. It's a very serious problem. He just had stem cells injected into his knee, and that's like a last resort type thing. So, Jeff T is one of those guys what? that he could come in. Where's your PhD? Last resort I'm just, what? I'm just saying stem cells. I've seen it in other sports in the NFL. That's like the last resort. Like with your knee, you put the stem cells in the knee, and that's like the thing that helps you recover with it. Last resort, and that's that's why you die. I'm just, I'm telling you, that's what I think. I think stem cells are last resort. Anyways, what? What do you mean, like, last resort for what? Like that's it. Like you have no other option to fix the knee. Like you need to put stem cells in. Recovery, amputation's a last resort. But yeah. uh, <laughs> right. well, I'm with Jeff T. I'm telling you, he's going to be a good, a good point guard for the Celtics team. He's going to be a good backup to Kemba Walker, and he'll be he'll, he'll be able to fill in, especially for that first month where Kemba Walker won't be able to uh, start. Obviously, he has those knee problems. So Jeff Teague is a great pickup. And for Tristan Thompson, I've been saying it all along, we need the big man. We finally got him. Uh, I couldn't be more happier to finally get the big man. He's a great um, center. Also has a ton of connections in the NBA world. He's a clutch sports person. And, uh, you know, with the whole Kardashian thing, who knows, maybe that brings us some, something over to the Celtics uh, off the floor. So I'm very happy with the acquisitions of those two guys in free agency. Yeah, I mean, we can't really, like, we can't overrate them. <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, Jeff T specifically. Um, I do think it's a big upgrade over Brad Wanamaker. Uh, I'm happy to see that uh, switch out of backup point guard. Um, I do think that bringing in Teague is just going to bring a little bit of reassurance off uh, off the bench when Kemba's not on the floor for this first stretch. Um, I was a, Matt, I was pleasantly surprised by Tristan Thompson because I thought we were done for. I thought we were rolling out with. Uh, just Daniel Tice, and I want to see more out of Rob Williams this year. I am very high on him, more uh, more so than others. Um, but I think that's a massive move for this team. I hope it's not a case of the Chris Humphreys, Kardashian curse, but um, I think we got deeper. I think with Aaron Naismith, we kind of we both we re-upped ourselves to compete now with the vets we have, as as well as with Brown and Tatum and their timeline. We got enough combination of youth and veteran experience that we didn't have last year in the playoffs. Fair enough. Um, I disagree with Jake about Neesmith. Um, for a future episode, as you see, we'll have uh, some uh, award shows. I actually have Neesmith uh, high up there for one of them. Not maybe winning, but high up there for one of them. Um, I think MVP? this is... No, yeah, you're right. Aaron Neesmith, MVP 2021. Um, Yo, you know that you need playing time to win an award, right? Like, you think that there's not much playing. There's not many minutes out there for the kids, so it'll be tough. 
I disagree. You don't have Kemba. You don't have Romeo Langford. Tristan Thompson might be banged up. Yeah, you have all Gordon's minutes now. So you think the rookie's going to get some time? I hope he does. I think think Aaron Neesmith with Brad Brad Stevens' offense fits in very, very well. He's a very good shooter. Um, They talked him up as a shooter. They're going to use him. Yeah, hopefully. All we know, and like I've done like all research, all everybody said, yo, he's a shooter, he's a shooter, he's a shooter. Like nobody knows anything about him. Like, yo, he can shoot and he got a six pack. He's jacked. That's all everybody That's all knows about him. To win an award. Exactly. <laughs> and his girl is, his girl looks good too off the court. He's winning on and off the court. We out here. Yo. <laughs> I think that just about wraps it up for the GID podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. More episodes will be coming through. All you got to do, like, comment, subscribe, baby. Leave a review. Twitter fingers turn to we out here.